reading from Jeremiah chapter 29. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. It said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat what they produce, take wives and have sons and daughters, take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters, multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray for the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let the prophets and the diviners who are among you deceive you. And do not listen to the dreams that they dream, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, Only when Babylon's seventy years are completed will I visit you. And I will fulfill my promise to you and bring you back to this place. For surely I know the plans for you that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, many years ago, when I first moved, when I moved back to Las Vegas, I was working in the radio industry and was excited to come to this place. I, I had worked on rock stations and country stations and uh, some small college radio operations and national networks. I was looking for my next challenge, so I came to Las Vegas. And uh, I came to begin working in advertising sales for some long-established stations here in the Valley. Who grew up listening to KLUC? Who remembers when it was an AM station? Not, not you. You don't remember that. No, it was. Yeah, way back in the day. Uh, well, the advertising sales, of course, that's where the money is in radio, okay? So I wanted to make money, and I did. But more than that, I fell in love with my wife, my dear wife, yes, but also with this strange and wild and unique desert town. My job was getting to drive all over the city, all over the valley, looking for businesses that we could partner with and help them grow their business and, and put them on the radio. And uh, it was everything from nightclubs and restaurants to bars and, and nightclubs and casinos and home builders and insurance companies, any, everything. But you get to know the people in a place, and then you really get to know the city. What makes a city? Well, we know there's nothing like this place, Las Vegas. And yet those of us who live here and we stay tuned in to what's going on in our city and our neighborhoods... Well, we have plenty of thoughts and concerns about what's going on and what needs to get done here. We get involved with schools and neighborhood associations and community groups and clubs and more. Why? Because we care. 
We care about what happens here. Las Vegas can be a place where people come and go, or you never really get to know your neighbors. You don't really get entrenched in what is happening around here. It's just as easy to be disengaged, go about your routine. But if we care about our future and the lives of the ones who come after us, we will do our best to care for this community, to care for this city, to make it safer, to build opportunities for others, and to make it sustainable for the future. So a friend of mine was uh, out at Hoover Dam this weekend, and, uh, and this is no surprise to us, right? We know how low the water level is at Lake Mead. We know that we're in an extended drought, and the most precious resource we have here is becoming frighteningly scarce because we care about water. We've been collecting school supplies here for our students at Fremont Middle School. Even as their school building they've used since 1955 is finally being torn down and rebuilt. These students are still preparing for a new year. They're going to be meeting in portables just east on St. Louis over near J.C. Park. They are still Fremont Middle School. We care about our schools. We're bringing peanut butter for the food pantry at Lutheran Social Services this month. We're excited for that. So if you still got some, you can still bring it. But this is the last Sunday in July, so we're going to make sure it gets where it's going. We do that. We bring clothes for Martin's Mart because we care about our neighbors who need what we have in abundance. Around here, we care about each other. When the exile to Babylon began... It was first the elite, the powerful, the priests, the well-off ones who were taken away from Jerusalem. And they, they wonder, what are we supposed to do in this new land, in this new place far from home? Well, back in Israel, maybe they were used to getting their way, having control and, and being in charge, having influence. And, and here in this new place, they just knew they had to do something. They had to, to figure this problem out of exile And there were other prophets preaching a word of unrest, maybe even stoking fires of rebellion, false prophets calling for an uprising. They thought there was no way these powerful ones would stand by and be held captive. Some understood this event as a punishment from God for a lack of following the law, which is true. They had turned away, but all of them tried to make sense of this new reality. The prophet Jeremiah speaks a different word, a living word from God. Hear the answer to the question, what do we do now? Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons. Give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. The Lord speaks and tells the people to survive, to thrive, even under difficult conditions in this place where they find themselves, even as exiles and strangers, to pray for the city, to care for it to live their lives caring for one another. And why should they? Why should they care about this city? They were captive. They were not from here. This was not their home. Why should they try to make a life among those who had destroyed their homeland? The promise from God through the prophet might seem like a mixed message. 
this is going to take a while. There would be no quick relief. And the struggle was going to last for as long as God says so. But the bottom line was this. Their suffering would come to an end. It would be temporary. God would bring the people home in God's own time. It would be a generation later, something between 58 to 70 years. But a return would come for most. Historically, we know that even after Cyrus of Persia conquered Babylon, some of the Jewish people remained there in that place, modern-day Iraq. How many people live there today? How many Jewish people in Iraq today? Baghdad, properly. Who knows? There was four. Now there's three. One died. It's true, yeah. I learned that that this week. God calls the people in Babylon to do what God called them to do in Israel. The same thing God called them to do in the wilderness. Love God and love one another. Care for the creation. Serve their neighbors. Keep the faith. The circumstances were difficult, but the mission didn't change. Trust in the Lord. Know that God is near. And whatever tragedies we've faced, maybe COVID, maybe loss of a loved one, maybe unemployment, maybe aging and health struggles, every single little disaster we face, we wonder what to do. And the word from God is the same. Have faith. Love God. Love one another. So maybe you've got this Bible verse hanging up in your home or etched on a pillow somewhere. It can seem very comforting, right? For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Sometimes we look around at our lives and wonder, well, this is the plan? I'm not real happy with this plan. Or we wonder for ourselves why we were born into this family Why have we had to face this particular trauma or difficult circumstance? We wonder why we have it easier than some or harder. Or we struggle to accept that our fate is determined by anything other than our own efforts. Well, The good news for Israel was that no matter what you're going through, God has not abandoned you. Even though it might seem like it at the time, God was near and was still actively working even when the people could not perceive it. From the grip of persecution and exile and massive change, lives would be restored and preserved. The Lord promises, when you search for me, you'll find me. When you seek me with all your heart. So that's good news for us too. And we know we have a similar promise from Jesus who invites his people into prayerful relationships saying, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. From Matthew 7, verse 7. This is a similar promise that our struggles are not the end of the story. God is still near. And even though we all face adversity, sometimes tragedy and pain, We find ourselves asking the same question. What do I do now? And God answers. Trust. Love. Serve. Have faith. 
this is the core of who we are and what we do. God has shown through the ages a refusal to abandon God's people. God stepped into our tragedy and trauma and our fear and pain, not because we deserved it, but because God chose to, because God loved us first. Around here, we proclaim Christ crucified. Jesus, God's son, died and is risen that we would forever be made new, transformed in faith to love and live and serve for the sake of a world around us. Uh, In the coming weeks and months, we know our city is going to be facing a deepening housing crisis. Prices are high and rising. Not a great time to be looking for a new home. By the end of this week, evictions will begin in our valley. Neighbors who've been out of work for more than a year will struggle to keep a roof over their heads without access to funding to keep them in their homes. We know Clark County has received funding, assistance to help people stay housed through the American Rescue Plan Act to give relief to tenants and landlords. But access to these funds is difficult. It remains a problem. The system is difficult to navigate and people don't know how to get access to this help. It's confusing. People don't know what to do. So one small way that we, people of Living Hope Church, in partnership with Nevadans for the Common Good, One thing we can do is advocate for these neighbors. We've got some postcards out in the narthex, and I hope I have enough for everybody. We're going to let our county commissioner, who is Tick Sagerbloom in this area, we're going to let him know that we support increased access to these emergency funds to those in need. So we are partners in community with Lutheran Social Services and uh, and Nevadans for the Common Good and Family Promise. And, And this is one way we help this city. We help our neighbors and the people around us. This is one way we can help those who will be thrown into a system overwhelmed with people in need. So I'll have these cards available for you after worship, and all you got to do is fill one out and sign your name on it. We're going to send them all together. I hope you'll fill one out before you leave today. But as the world changes around us so rapidly, we're still coming out of this pandemic, this, this large group collective trauma, and we each face our own personal tragedies too, We continue to seek ways to serve each other, to serve this city and to care for generations that come after us. We must continue to do what God commands, to live faithfully, to hear God's voice through the noise. When you call upon me and come to pray to me, I will hear you. Because we're here for a reason. We're here for one another. And we're here for good. So live and love and pray and serve That's what we do around here. Amen.